0: I am Glenda Geek in Rhode Island.
2: And I'm Helena Harris, also in Rhode Island. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, October 6th. This is episode 3280, and it's brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World.
0: Well, coming up on today's show, we have the original hosts of Horse Radio Network, myself and Helena, and I'm actually at her house, which is an unusual thing. We don't do this too often. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, and today we have some fun guests going to join us today. Bernie Harbert is joining us to tell us the story of riding his two mules 2,300 miles from North Carolina to Idaho. Plus, is joining us to tell us about Equipro Connect and, believe it or not, Helena's first time doing really bad ads at all these years. I can't believe you've done really bad ads before.
2: There, there's huge gaps in my education, in my Horse Radio Network <laughs> education. You've right.
0: filled in on this show so many times. It's just never been on a Friday, I guess.
2: No. Wow, no. that's amazing. I know.
0: And then in the auditor post show, Helena and I are going to hang out. and That means you don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea what's going to happen in the post show when Helena and I get together. We're actually at your farm. What's the name of this farm? Who hollow? This is who hollow. Yes. Okay. What's the one in Aiken? Now that you've gotten who two? That's who two. Okay, got it. Now I'm. I could. I was getting those two confused. Yes. This is absolutely beautiful. I have not been. Uh, Helena lived in a different farm, not too far, about a, what a mile or two down the road. Yeah. Last mile. time I visited, here in uh in along the coast at Rhode Island, and this is an absolutely quintessential New England farm at here. It's just, you're at the end of a road, you can't see a neighbor from here. Nope. It's absolutely wonderful.
2: Yeah, it's nice and quiet, very private. I like to say that it's farm cat friendly.
0: It is, yeah, and you have plenty of those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Three at the moment, yeah.
0: And you have three horses here.
2: Three horses, Brody, Clarabelle, and Susie. Brody is my retired field hunter, all-around husband horse, IEA, kid packer, and then my two off-track mares. Uh, which look a lot
0: like <laughs> two f- bay mares. For new listeners, going who's Helena? Well, Helena, uh, we were we hosted the first show on the Horse Radio Network in two thousand eight. Actually, we started our first podcast in two thousand six.
2: Yeah, bit of Britain. Yeah, it was yeah. called what? The Talking Equine Show. That's right. Yeah,
0: it didn't last very long because none of us knew what we were doing. Nobody knew how to listen.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> Is it, we, yeah, we we pressed a lot of the wrong buttons. That was in two thousand
0: six. You couldn't. There were no smartphones. It was tough to listen to a podcast back then. Oh. We were way ahead of our time.
2: We and, were the first. That was the first ever podcast. Relative to horses, right? Yes. Evi- period. In first the first Deep Point podcast,
0: period. Yep. We started it. Yep.
2: I'm going to, I'll own that credit.
0: And then in 2008, we started Stable Scoop and it was the first show on the Horse Radio Network. And we did that show for 12 years, 10, 12 yeah. years. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, Helena was, was my first, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That was my podcasting first.
3: <laughs> yes, I was. And here we,
0: and you know, a lot of people don't realize that we were friends long before that. And we, we tried to figure it out just a few minutes ago. We've been friends for almost 20 years.
2: Yeah. Grace was a baby when we met. And uh, we met at myopia when jennifer became the equestrian director there and you know this guy comes tagging along massachusetts yeah this guy comes tagging along i'm like who's this she's like that's my husband glenn i was like hi how are you and he was like i'm good how are you and then it was like (laughs) (laughs) instant friendship instant
0: yeah, and that was the thing you two worked together but you became you're still best friends 20 years later.
2: It's um, there're not a lot of people that can tolerate me for extended periods of time and Jennifer was <laughs> one of the few. Jennifer and my husband. So, yeah, we we stuck with it.
0: Yeah, I we mean stuck it, it, with it. And it, you were the first one, first one I even thought there was nobody else I had thought of hosting a show with. Yeah. I don't remember if you volunteered willingly or if I had to talk you into it, too. I don't think you really knew what a podcast was at the time, either.
2: Well I was listening to a lot of NPR. It, they weren't podcasts at the time. That was they just were, a
0: radio show, basically, on audio, right? On demand.
2: But they would archive their live segments. And so I could go back and listen to those archived segments. And those were actually the beginning of podcasts. It wasn't until Apple got involved... And started making them available on MP3 players. Right. That they became the pod.
0: Yeah, for you youngsters out there, yes. you used to have to download them on your computer, plug in your MP3 player, and then transfer them to your MP3. You would really had to want to listen to a podcast.
2: I know. Yeah. yeah
0: it was a lot of work.
2: So, uh, yeah, I used to listen to Fresh Air and Science Friday, which I still do. But but then you were like, there's this whole genre of these things, and you can listen to I listened
0: to-, to Twit, Leo Laporte's Yep. Uh, he was the first podcaster I knew about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There were others. But.
2: You definitely turned me on to the genre and then you, you were like, Let's do this for horses and I light bulbs were going off in my brain all over the place. Like, this is brilliant. There are so many different places that we can take this. Um, and we started off with yeah, stable scoop, which was this sort of variety show.
0: And nobody knew who we are or what we did. We we started the Horse Radio Network at the same time because we knew we eventually wanted more shows. But Stable Scoop was the first one for a long time. And um, we didn't – nobody would talk to us because nobody who who we were. So we started with bloggers, and Jackie Baker had a blog back then, and we had her on first. What was it? It was like all,
2: all about horses? Or
0: something. It was – I don't know. I don't remember, but she was our first guest because yeah. bloggers were the only ones that would <laughs> –
2: Well, who know? Remember, then we had um, was it Twitter users? We had one show. We're like, we'll get more listeners if we invite Twitter users. People, Twitter had
0: just started. Yeah, yeah, and Facebook wasn't even around really when we started.
2: I didn't get onto Facebook until 2007, and I think that was still pretty young at the time. The college kids, it was
0: around, but it was not popular.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's been a, it's been a hot minute, Mister <laughs> Heber. It's been a hot minute, and
0: then you've done. I mean, you've done you know thousands of episodes now, um, and I've done. I think I figured it out the other day. I think it's over five thousand episodes now that I've hosted all about horses, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> Canary consider- a day goes by where you are not talking about horses or two people about horses or something. It's like yeah. People, Would, people ask my daughter, well, what does what does your mom do for a living? She, she talks to people. <laughs> that's
0: right. Yep. Well and you well let's talk about your shows after we do Daily Winnies, okay. all right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I have a couple birthdays for auditors, Felicia Pandorf, Mandy Flanders, who obviously I worked with. She helped out when we did the transfer to Equine Network, and she's out on the bootmobile now. So she's back working on the bootmobile for LLB, and She's the manager now of the bootmobile.
2: Oh, good for her. That's a solid paycheck. <laughs> she
0: loves that stuff. Um, and Nikki Retino, uh, oh, our friend Nikki. Love, love Nikki. Yeah. Happy birthday to Nikki. We also do a show together. Uh, that's in the auditor exclusive show, though. It's called WTF. And yes, it means exactly what it. The initial stand for. Yep. And uh, I also wanted to thank Helena for, for having us up this weekend. We're tomorrow, or the rest of the weekend, really, we're going to spend a new part of Rhode, yep. Rhode Island.
2: We're going to go doing do non-horsey things. Uh, in Newport, which is a place that's special to both of us. Buck and I got married there. We did a, a.
0: How long ago? I said 10 years, but apparently not.
2: Did. I think it's six years. Well, we've been together for 10. And this, we got married in 2017. So that's six years. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be our sixth anniversary. We got married there and you guys had your honeymoon there.
0: 35 years ago.
2: Yeah. It's a very romantic place. And then Buck and I did a podcast called That Newport Show. Oh, that's right. For three years. And we talked to- Till COVID hit,
0: basically. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
2: We talked to pretty much everybody um, who had anything to do with Newport. And that was a lot of fun. So it's a really special place, and it'll well, be fun to, to, to go do over, it with Have you guys. dinner.
0: We'll go see the breakers again, and see some of the, do some of the cheesy mansion tours, which I cannot imagine. You and Hel- we're never going to get Jennifer and Helena out of those rooms. They're just going to be talking about everything. Buck and I will be long gone. I
2: <laughs> get into trouble when I go to the mansions because I'm the one who's like trying the door handles of the doors that are cordoned <laughs> off. Like, do not go here. This is not for the public. I'm like, what's going? You're looking here? in the drawers. I'm like, what's in here? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, excuse me, ma'am, you can't. Go Go there <laughs> oh sorry
0: all right let's do your daily Winnie
2: my daily Winnie goes to my dear friend Jennifer Hebert who came down to Hutu or she flew up to Hutu and helped me that's an Aiken
0: that's her an that's her vacation
2: house that's our, vacation farm that's our National Park <laughs> so I have a very tiny farm up here in New England because that's all we can afford uh, so we bought an 11 acre farm down in Aiken recently and I do say it's like I inherited a national park, and it requires a lot of mowing because no horses are on there yet, and we have to maintain it. And Jennifer flew up, and she helped me. She did a lot of weed whacking, but we also had to prep um, this old structure on the property to make it suitable for our horses when they first arrive. And as you guys know, you got to get rid of every sharp corner and rusty nail and anything that could possibly create a lameness uh, or a death in, in horses. So Jennifer helped me do that and she did it with her her brilliance, her genius, her experience and her good nature and we had a boatload of fun doing it. <laughs> so that goes out to Jennifer. Thank you.
0: And then those two drove back to Rhode Island and I flew it yesterday and yeah. here we are.
2: It was a 12-hour drive and it went by like an hour. We didn't we talked the whole <laughs> I bet you did too I bet you did yeah the whole way (laughs) I'm sorry I missed that no you're not (laughs) although I have to say the the amount of time we spent talking about horse stuff was pretty small compared to what we the other things we talked about because we never get a chance to talk about the other stuff
0: yeah life stuff Yeah. yeah So you also do a, uh, a podcast called Stall and Stable. Tell everybody about that if they haven't heard of that
2: yet. Yes. Stall and Stable is uh, advice for barn and business. And so a lot of times for horse people, those two things are very intimately intertwined. And I offer consulting services. You can either um, you know, remotely via Zoom or I'll, I'll go out to properties. On the personal side, if you have a, par- a property and you need to figure out how to make it, set it up, For your horses for the first time you're bringing them home, how to make it safer, more fun, more efficient, anything that has to do with barn management, whether it's for two horses or 200, um, although I'm not too keen on the 200 part anymore, (laughs) Uh, I will give you some advice. And I also have some other consultants that I'm working with. So if there's an area of expertise that is not mine, then we'll pop you over to that expert on the business side, which is really the, the the powerhouse part of my consulting, if you are in the boarding business, training, you're a veterinarian, uh, a massage therapist, if you are a business owner in the horse world in any way, shape, or form, I am the person that you need to talk to. I can help you do financials, I can help you uh, you know, hiring customer service issues, anything that has to do with making sure that the work-life balance between... Horses as your livelihood and your sanity. I'm going to provide you with all of the tools that you need to strike that balance because running a horse business is stressful and we can reduce that amount of stress significantly. And it's mostly because we're not making enough money.
0: Well, and you know, most horse people, and I include myself in this, we're not really good business people. We like dealing with the horses, we don't like paying the bills or balancing the books or making sure we're making money or, you know, all of that, right?
2: And most of the problem is comes in a, a, not having a plan, not feeling your personal value. A lot of my clients, you know, that first consulting appointment, the very first question I ask them is, well, what do you want your life to look like? And that turns into a cry fest because no one really ever listens no one really understands just how challenging it is, and then we we go into the financial planning because primary problem number two is not are you charging enough money, but where are you leaking cash? And it's they're, they're pretty easy fixes, but we all it's just like you wouldn't you know you wouldn't go into a, a show or a competition without working with a coach, so you know how to ride, but you need somebody there to kind of. You know, serve as those eyes on the ground. Well, same thing with business.
0: And I I think we all tend to want to just put our head in the ground with our butts in the air and ignore it, right? Isn't that the easier way rather than deal with the truths of it?
2: And when someone brings it up, then we just complain about it. We say, you can't make money in the horse world. And I say, BS, you can. You just need to look at the numbers, which are very intimidating to a lot of people, But it's, you know, it's like ripping off the Band-Aid. Once you look at the wound, then you can figure out exactly what you need to heal that wound. So, but you know, in the past, horses were just a hobby. It's a bona fide profession. There are academic degrees that you can get in our industry now. And people are starting to see themselves as professionals. You own a boarding barn, you're a professional. And you need to be treated and paid as such. And, you know, let's just come up with a plan. But also, because I know, that horse people are not business people. You have to make these kinds of tools and these conversations really easy for them to digest because we can get overwhelmed Oh, and then when we're overwhelmed,
0: stuff. we do nothing.
2: So things are color-coded. They're in boxes. There's big arrows and circles and diagrams so that it. it you, this doesn't need to be a separate job in and of itself. They can easily integrate it into their lives at the barn.
0: How do they get a hold of you?
2: Stallandstable.com
0: stallinstable.com. And of course, you can listen to Stall and Stable on any podcast player out there.
2: Yep, we're everywhere.
0: So we're both still doing this. we are the unusual ones to be doing podcasting 14, almost 15 years later? Well, there's just probably a handful of us.
2: A lot of folks have come after us, and, yeah. and some do a really good job. Others, not so much.
0: Well, a lot have come and gone.
2: There's there's a low barrier to entry to podcast. Everyone's like, I want to start a podcast. Have at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't realize how much work it actually is. Yep. You know, starting a podcast and doing what we're doing right now is easy. The talking part's easy. It's it's getting people to listen. And the marketing part, like any other business, the marketing part is the most crucial part. Otherwise, you're not selling anything. In our case, nobody's listening, right? It's it, That's our sales. Yep. yep. It's getting people listening.
2: But, it, it's a... It's a fine balance between podcast being an art and being a product or, or a commodity. You you create the art, the content creation is like you said the fun and easy part, but then you have to sell it. So, if
0: all I did was talk on the mic, it'd be a dream. This would be a dream. This if all we had to do was this part, yeah. and didn't have to do any of the business parts of uh, the rest of the day, i I'd, I'd be that'd be heaven right I know. there. Well, we're going to take a break for Kentucky Performance Products, and I got to tell you about this. um, Kentucky Performance Products, Helena and I were about six months into Stable Scoop in 2008, 15 years ago, and I sat down with Karen at Kentucky Performance Products. We probably had 12 listeners at that point. Not more, not many more. <laughs>
2: I think maybe 14. We had experienced yeah. some growth. Yeah.
0: And it really took off in its first year, but she came on as our first sponsor 15 years ago. We had no listeners and she's still our biggest sponsor today. So let's hear about them. And then we're coming back with Bernie Harbert. He, uh, he, Wrote a, is writing a book called Two Mules to Triumph and he has a blog called riverearth.com and he took those mules and rode them 2300 miles from North Carolina to Idaho. We're going to find out about his trip and his book that's coming
3: out She swallowed hard as they walked into the start box She could feel his muscles tense under her leg Five, four, three, two, one. Have a great ride She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked, her heart pounded. He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. This love story is brought to you by Elevate. Research proven to have superior bioavailability. Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. Its all-natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today.
0: Bernie, it's so good to have you on the show today. Thanks. It's great to be back on. Yeah. You know what? A uh, couple of mules and a couple of months and a lot of sore butts and a lot of yeah. blisters. And here you yeah. are, 2,300 miles later. What the hell made you want to take some mules halfway, <laughs> most of the way across the country? That's my question.
4: You know, the usual curiosity. So, and I just can't get away from them. Like, I'm sitting on my back porch in Western North Carolina. Got a mule nibbling my toes, begging for chestnuts. We live with <laughs> mules. And I'm just driven to travel with these things. Um, so, what, in fact, you can, uh, I'm going to feed a mule chestnut so you can get the, the, the sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, head. we, love, should, that. we everyone, love that. We love that. Everyone should hear this on a Friday morning.
0: Yeah, no, 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 we love that. Oh, I can hear him. <laughs> Did you hear that, man? Oh, yes, I did. I love that.
4: <laughs> so, so that is my mule, Cracker. I'm, I'm, and I've just got to introduce these guys because they're so central to the why, and we'll get into all this. So Cracker's a, a horse mule. He's about 15 hands. He looks like a cross between a refrigerator and a bloodhound with his ears perked. <laughs> He's got bloodshot eyes, a big boxy belly. He's out of a Tennessee walker, mare, so he's got a really, really good cake. And my other mule is named Brick. Um, she's much younger. She's probably eight or nine now. And she's like a doe, like a little deer. Um, a lot flightier than Cracker. So she, I used her as my pack mule um, on this trip. So now I feel like I can talk about the trip having introduced him.
0: And had, how long have you had them before you started walking?
4: So I had, well, this is a bit of a, uh, there's a lot of imperfection in my trips, in my travels, Glenn. <laughs> I, I, lo-
0: I love that about so you.
4: The, so the saddle mule, the lead mule, and like for all you listeners out there, like do about half of what I say and the other half ignore <laughs> <laughs> I buy this mule cracker six weeks before I take off on my trip. And I do that because my mule brick, she's, she's a little flightier, She's greener. I didn't trust her to ride her up the road. Riding cross country is mostly riding road riding these days. And so I bought him from a wonderful uh, family, the St. John's in Ronda, North Carolina. I get on cracker like a day after I bought him a couple days after I bought him. My wife, Julia, is standing in the yard. Cracker will not get away from the, the, the barn. And so I like, I think they call it momentum in dressage. Like, get him trotting. You know, build up a little speed. And he veers around. I pull the bit through his mouth, and he crashes right into Julia and pins her against the fence. Oh, and sure. she's like, get that mule off, man. She's like gasping. <laughs> and then I think five weeks later, I saddled him up and headed to Idaho. And it worked out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Miraculously. Why? So you There's went North Carolina. You went North Carolina, Idaho. Why Idaho?
4: Yeah, because I got married. This is another thing. I got married six weeks before I rode away from my wife. Uh, you need to interview her for Are like, you
0: still married? Like
4: Like horse wives, we
0: are. Yeah, we do a horse. You know what? We do a horse husband's episode. Yeah, but you're the horse guy. I need to get her on. Yeah, you got to get her on.
4: So anyway, so we get married. We've been together for like 10 years. She had come on a a nice long ride with me, so I knew she was the one. She's really independent, which is good. And so when we got married, her brother, Nick Parker, who lives in Sun Valley, and his wife, Carolyn came to north carolina to our wedding which was very small and i was so honored that they came that i thought i'm going to go visit them on my mule which goes to show you can justify anything (laughs) (laughs) so that's What? what i did how i did it
0: how it came to be now you're writing a book yeah. right now, Two Mules to Triumph. When's the book coming out? Correct.
4: The book will be out in 2024. It's finished, we, you know, we're down to the little tiny edits and it is about Two Mules to Triumph is about riding from North Carolina to Idaho. Right now we're just getting the publishing lined up, so like if if any of your listeners are famous publishers, hit us up. You know, we're 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 looking to promote
0: and get the book out. It's a beautiful, wonderful book. What surprised you the most about this trip? What weren't you expecting that kept, kept coming up and you kept going, wow, I wasn't expecting that?
4: How things miraculously fill in when you need them. And, and a big theme in this book is, is kind of is tearing back. We're in a world of just abundance. And, I'm, and let's say I'm just looking at horse equipment. Like there's so much wonderful equipment out here. But when I ride out that gate, you know, with these animals or when I rode out, I only carried about 40 pounds of gear. So like everything they ate, everything they drank, everything, every place that we stayed, this all had to be taken care of. So I couldn't carry much with me. And the, the the miracle, and I talk about this in all the different faces that it shows up in the in the book, is when you're looking at a situation, you're like, "Oh my gosh, how am I going to get these mules across the Ohio River, the second biggest river in the United States? How am I going to ride them across this trestle bridge?" A solution shows up, and it and it's just, and I'm a real. I guess more of an engineer type, but it is magic. It is freaking magic. And it's, I really did my best to convey, you know, how this works in the book. And it really helped me understand that sometimes it's okay to sit out before things are perfect. Whether it's with our horses or in our lives, starting a business, that was the biggest (laughs) surprise. It's just amazing on a daily basis.
0: If I had waited till things were perfect on all the businesses I started, I would have never started any of them. There (laughs)
4: you go.
0: We we wouldn't be talking today because, you know, we, we even had trouble today getting our tech to work. So it's funny you say that, but you know what? You're a long rider, the long hikers, the guys, the ones, the men and women who do the Appalachian trail and all of that, they have a saying, and that is the trail provides. And that's what you found on your trip. The trail provided.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It, it really did. And, and that, that, That was such a strong lesson I learned that it really, it has carried over into my daily life because it's not, it's sometimes easy to think that this magic is out on a trail or on a long ride or on a beach in, you know, an exotic island. It's everywhere. It's here today. It's going to happen. We just have to see it. And that's really helped you know, my day-to-day life after that. So, yeah, it's, but, just, it's just a real affirm, reaffirmation as uh, opposed for, to trying to get all the answers. You know, and I'm drifting a little bit from the trip, but this in this general sense, it, it was a really powerful thing to to have reaffirmed. So, yeah.
0: I, I want to also give a plug for the Humble Hoof podcast. Um, you were on with Alicia, one of our shows here in Horse Radio yes. Network. And you talked a lot awesome. about... <laughs> a lot about hoof boots and feet and the trip. Yeah. I'll let everybody listen to that for more of that stuff. Um, yeah. But was was there a time you were you were terrified? Was there a time when you thought, "Oh, this is it"? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Which, I'm t- riding. What,
0: yeah. Where I, were you? I'm
4: riding. I'm riding into Brandenburg, which is in Kentucky. Um, I was Kentucky's the birthplace of Abraham Lincoln. I brought a top hat on my trip that I got married in. Major detour. Not going to get into it. I put it onto my head, riding into Brandenburg. You know, and I'm waving at the cars. And then at the last moment, I'm like, this thing is hot. I'm going to put my helmet on. So I put on my little lightweight. I think it's a Troxel helmet with a sun shield. And I'm not feeling as, you know, Lincoln-esque. But my head is cooler. They're great helmets. Riding into Brandenburg. And talking and, and stop and talk with a couple of guys, and as I ride off, there's this explosion. Like uh, I've never stepped on a landmine, but it's what it felt like. It just it just exploded, and it was cracker under me. He shoots me up in the air, and I'm like pinwheeling with my arms and legs trying to keep balance, and everything freezes for a split second, and I look down. And it looks like this insane farm scene gone really awry, like Cracker is bucking so hard, the stirrups are clicking up over his back. Brick, my pack mule, is darting off towards a dumpster. And then fast forward, it's like, and bam, I hit the ground. And that felt like my head was surrounded by like fifty huge giant marshmallows, everything went black, my vision went from white to this thin black line, and I laid down on it. And I thought this is brain damage. This is what my life is gonna look like. And it was first it was absolutely terrifying and then it was a total peace. And then I like opened my eyes and I was like, well, my eyes work. And then I saw, like, these, like, little green blades of grass. And I'm like, well, you know, where am I? Couldn't move my neck. It's because my helmet was, like, jammed into the dirt. And I like, get up on my knees. And I was like, I can move. You know, I'm not paralyzed. I'm not brain damaged. And then I, you know, get up. I end up getting my mules. What had happened? Is the mule brick my pack mule had stepped on a piece of barbed wire on the side of the road?
0: Oh, it
4: flipped up, raked the inside of her leg, and got caught in the girth. And by and and I've got photographs (sighs) of all this stuff, and so I'm like, just loopy, they're like, like little, look like little gnats drifting in front of me, those little white specks, like little floaters, and it's like. I forgot how to tie all my knots, like the bowling. And I was just knocked silly. And then I looked the next, that evening, I looked at my, I ended up finding a place to stay. Not a long story, but I looked at my helmet that evening and it had been broken into three pieces. Wow. If I hadn't had that helmet on, it would have been a long-term, you know, terrifying existence. I, I would have just been brained. So that was the the scariest and the closest call with like a really bad deal. So,
0: and it was all because some barbed wire on barbed wire. on the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: Which which just goes to show you can't over plan. Yeah, uh, or you can't plan for everything. I should say, and I. Okay, I was a little hurt in some of my training with the horses, you know, but at a certain point you just can't
0: prepare for everything. And you can't blame the so, horse. I mean, you, any horse ma- any horse would have done that.
4: Yes. I mean, so can yeah. you imagine putting like you do the little the little uh the, the the trail stuff that you put out like the noodle thing for the trail yeah, class? Yeah, yeah. And then you got the gate. And you got the board and then you got a spool of barbed wire that you know tangles
0: they step through. It's not gonna happen. No, no. That's not something Maybe you a can show. safely practice for, no. though. Right, did you that's wear the right. helmet or did you get a new helmet, wear it the rest of the trip? No, it was so funny. So this thing was just it was destroyed.
4: And I and I took a photo of it. I should have kept it and hung up a lot. I didn't I the next day I'm riding I'm in Indiana now and I end up staying with this with this at uh, this a guy, he lives in an underground home and he's a biker. And I'm like, dude, I just, you know, I need a helmet. And so, so he gives me one of those skull cap helmets. It's, oh. it's like vintage 1972. It is massive, thick fiberglass. It's got almost <laughs> no padding and it weighs about 17 pounds.
0: And hot as hell.
4: <laughs> and hot as hell. It's black for kind of, and so I'm riding through Indiana like semi-concussed, this huge thing on my head like going, woo, looking like a complete gimbo, and this went on for like two weeks until my wife, Julia, the ever-patient Julia, sent me another helmet, and I sent him the helmet back. So, that's, like, fu- that's, a total that's funny non-effort. and not funny. <laughs> exactly. That, that's why guys don't wear helmets because they really do make you look stupid, especially the <laughs> motorcycle helmet. <laughs> but, I'll
0: but I'll tell I'll you what, without I'm... that, we wouldn't be uh, talking today, would we? Exactly. And that's yeah. the serious side of it.
4: And and honestly, when we really look at why we or I don't wear a helmet, it's vanity.
0: Mm, that's it's vanity. true.
4: Because... Cause I don't look as cool in a photo, you know, with my helmet as I do with my beat up hat that I'm wearing right now, but I also don't really look cool, you know, on a ventilator with my wife, you know, feeding me slurpees.
0: That's true. Uh, well, there, all of these stories and much, much more are going to be in the book. Um, and we will let you know. You'll let us know. And we'll let the listeners know when the book's going to come out. But you have a blog right now. And, and I got sucked down that rabbit hole this morning. Thank you very much. Um <laughs> It's, yeah. river, it's river, it's Riverearth.com earth.com because Bernie not only has done, you know, this crazy thing with the mules, but he's done many other crazy things too. Um, so you, you can, you can see a lot of that. You tend to follow on your blog. You tend to follow a lot of the long distance people, whether they're riders or, or right. ride, bike riders or whatever. Right. Right.
4: Right. Right. Like one of the interviews I did recently was, was, uh, with Felipe Massetti Lighty, amazing guy, young, he's a long rider. He rode, across both North and South America, 16,000 miles. Um, and so he I was, interviewed he him. He was on a
0: bike, right? Was he a
4: bike? He he was he was on on Mustangs. Oh, that that's guy. right. He was, he was the Mustang, quarter guy.
0: Yep. Quarter was horse the Mustang guy. guy. Yep. And then yep. Yep. the
4: other guy was the peddling Reverend Hans, who's that's right. done, <laughs> yeah, there, there are quite a few on the site, who's done like, I don't know how many hundred thousand miles pedaling a bicycle. So, I've like really been across the, the world
0: country world three world or world. four or five six times or something riding his bike.
4: Oh yeah, Crazy. once with a once with a hamster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the You're, the blog, river-earth.com, you're good. You're a good is. writer. <laughs> You've written many other books and stuff too and I just got I got sucked into yeah. the blog. So, it's riverearth.com yeah. and okay. you can fi- follow it there and that way you also see when the books coming out but uh, good on you for t- doing these adventures and living life to its fullest.
4: Man, this has been so much fun.
0: Thanks for joining <laughs> us. And as I said, if you want to learn more about the, the technical side of how he did it with the horses and what hoof boots he used, and, or with the mules and what hoof boots he used and all of that, you can find that at the Humble Hoof Podcast. It was one of the recent episodes, I think most recent maybe. Um, yes. But uh, thanks, Bertie. I want to have you back sometime to talk about how you live in North Carolina, because that ain't normal either. That ain't normal either. Yeah, we
4: live in a five hundred square foot cabin and talk with Julia. You can do the. i
0: have got to do that. The
4: horse wife. Oh, but we're now gonna I gotta do go. that. I, I got to feed these mules some chestnuts because they're starting to nibble my toes. And the porch okay. is next. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Bernie. <laughs>
4: Appreciate it. Way. Bye bye. Bye-bye.
0: Well, Bernie's a trip, and I'll tell you what, I need to spend an hour with that dude. Uh, he and I could have fun with We ended left. up talking for like 20 minutes after we were done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have his wife on the horse husband's episode because she's the husband. Uh, you know, she's the non-horse one, and uh, I imagine living with Bernie must be a trip. So
2: That's how you make friends. You're like, oh, yeah. this guy's cool. I and know. the next thing you know, you're <laughs> like, and, you, the, the interview's 20 minutes, but the post-interview call is an hour. <laughs>
0: yes, that's true. You know... People think that it takes us an hour to record these shows. That's not true. It takes us sometimes two or three hours
2: because we're talking to the guests for so yeah. long. And then especially when you have tech issues. <laughs> yes. We've
0: been having those this morning, even though we've done this for 15 years. Still haven't issues. All right. We're going to hear from uh, a new website out there called My New Horse. And then we're coming back to hear about a new app from Marissa. Helena got to catch up with Marissa at Equipro Connect.
2: For first-time horse owners and new riders, finding the information and support you need can be challenging.
5: That's why Equine Network has partnered with Sentinel and Absorbine to bring you My New Horse. From important horsekeeping information and how-to videos to social media communities, exclusive experiences, and more, My New Horse is your one-stop shop for riders of all levels and disciplines looking for easy-to-understand horse care information and
2: guidance. Start your horse ownership journey today. Visit MyNewHorse.com. Good morning, Marissa, and welcome to Horses in the Morning.
5: Good morning. How are you doing today?
2: I'm good. I'm good, despite the fact that we had some tech issues this morning. But you're no stranger to tech issues because you, you're you a techie yourself, right?
5: Correct. Well, I am a converted techie, you could say.
2: <laughs> I don't know which is worse, being a converted horse person or a converted <laughs> techie. But you've managed... I'm
5: going to go converted techie is worse for sure.
2: Okay. <laughs> but you've managed to combine the two things, and yes. you founded a product called Equipro Connect, which is software for equine professionals. Um, tell us about you know what drove you to create Equipro Connect, but first tell folks what it is.
5: Sure. So Equipro Connect is a software tool and an app for equine professionals to run their business. So we help them handle like the administration side of their business. So think forms for their clients and communications, text and emails. We do all of the billing, the transactions, um, we handle client data, and we help with their scheduling and online booking. So this software was created for like hands-on equine professionals, so equine massage therapists and chiropractors and farriers and physiotherapists. Um, currently, there is a pretty good selection of software for barn owners and trainers. But when I was looking for a solution for my bodywork business, I wasn't really finding anything that I was thrilled about, and I was using like three different apps and paper to run my business. And that is what led me to create Equipro. So um at the time, I had a three month old baby. And my my older son had just turned two, and I came home from work, and I was just like so spread thin, and I couldn't find any of my files, and I was like having a meltdown. And my husband was like, you've been complaining about this for so many years, you just need to go ahead and make it yourself. And I was like, this light bulb went off, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, why didn't I think of that before? Um, and the next morning, I was up at 4 a.m., just like starting on designs. And like drawing <laughs> Talk about being motivated. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So
2: um, now, so this is what's interesting because there are a lot of uh, apps and, and programs for the brick and mortar style horse business, but for service providers, there's not so much. What mm-hmm. would you say is the meat and bones of your software? Is it scheduling? Uh, is it I customer relationships?
5: Definitely our session reports. So I mean, personal opinion, I feel like there's nothing out there. Like our session reports, um, they are in SOAP note style that licensed massage therapists therapists are required to use. So they are very, very in-depth. They're like a clinical level. Um, We have amazing illustrations that our scientific scientific illustrator made. And the actual muscles and the bones light up on the horse. Um, which is very, very cool. We drew our muscles from origin to insertion. So the clients can see the entire horse's body and how it's connected and how all of these muscles are coming into play. And then for practitioners, they're point-and-click styles. So you can create like a five-page document without typing a single thing um, because our answers like generate into this really nice, robust report for the practitioners. And then they automatically send to the client. They automatically file away in their profile. And then um, the clients can actually create a free owner portal to access their session reports at any time. So So our session reports are like our big main feature. Is is that like a voice
2: to text or transcription?
5: Um, No, we don't have voice to text in it. It's like point and click style. So you might say like, why are you here today? And then you'll click like tension and restriction and then pops like all of these questions up so you can just go through and just click 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 and then it generates it into like actual complete sentences for you it puts it into like easy to read um, charts for the clients so they're very cool and the other cool thing is you can actually add as much or as little information as you want to them too so they could be one page they could be 15 pages depending on how crazy you go with your session reports. I love it.
2: Anything that you don't have to type and that sort of pre-filled or prompts you through, Mm -hmm. through it is so much, it's so much more efficient than the old way.
5: Because I, I found like without having prompts, I would forget information that I wanted to add. But when you have these like little prompts that you can skim through, they, they really collect a lot more data than you would just trying to pull it from your own mind.
2: And I, as a as a customer, I rely so heavily on the post-session reports because, you know, you have conversations with your service provider and, and they'll tell you things. And sometimes, you know, it goes in one ear and out the other. Or maybe they need, you know, the, the massage therapist or the chiropractor needs time to process what they've done and make it a little bit more digestible for the owner. I really I rely very heavily on that. So I love the Bring. fact that the – illustrations are so detailed, because taking a conversation with your service provider is one thing. But then being able to look at your own horse's body and compare it to a report that has that information on it visually, incredibly Mm -hmm. helpful.
5: So true. I, you know, and even being a professional myself, like, my, my horse on 4th of July fell and his skull was like cut clean to the skull and she was giving me all of these instructions and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I felt really confident. And then she left and I was like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like none of it was like yeah. written down. And I'm like, I wish I had a written report because I don't <laughs> remember because I was so emotional at the time. So it like having something concrete to refer back to is so nice. And it also like eliminates um he said, she said, because in the past I have told you know clients that their horse seems like sore around their SI joint and they go to their vet and they said like on this one amazing client, it was just, you know, you forget things in the moment. She said that I said her horse had kissing spine and his thoracic, which I never even like mentioned. So having like a report just helps eliminate any sort of miscommunication.
2: Which is the root of all evil as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How, is, it, is there a mobile version? Does it work with a tablet? How would somebody go about getting or using the app?
5: Yeah, so we have the um, software available on desktop. So you can access it on like any computer, any tablet. And then we have an Apple app and an Android app. And so those are really great for your phone or your tablet. Um, so it's pretty ac- accessible on like any device that you have.
2: Is the data stored um, like on a cloud is it, or is it stored on each device and then it can it be It is
5: cloud storage.
2: Okay, which is great. Mm-hmm. So you can do it on your desktop and then finish it on your mobile and vice versa? Exactly. Awesome. Very flexible. And is, is it like a subscription service where you you know, you get the front end on your device and then
5: you subscribe to it or how
2: does that part work?
5: Yeah. So it is a 30 day free trial and we don't require any card to get started. the 30 days is just our gift to the practitioners to test it out. And then after that, it is a monthly subscription. There's like no contract that locks anyone in and it is $50 a month and completely unlimited as far as how many clients and how many session reports you have. And then we actually just started a student discount program for new businesses um, and new students that have been certified within the last three months or current students. And that's 50% off their first three months with the program to help them get started.
2: That's pretty fair. And it's a lot cheaper than paying an administrative assistant.
5: Definitely. I mean, I used to pay more than $50 a month just on my paper um, carbon copy reports. Yeah. let alone everything else that I had going on. Super. And now is it available everywhere?
2: I'm assuming it's in, available in throughout the U.S.
5: Yep, it is available everywhere. So we have users U.S., Canada. We have a couple over in like South Africa. Um, we have Australia and Europe. So we have users all over the world.
2: Good for you. I, this is yeah. exciting. I, I can't wait to take a peek at it myself. Where can folks find Equipro Connect or more about the product if they're interested?
5: Yeah, sure. So we have um, our website, which is EquiproConnect.com, and they can sign up for their free trial on the professionals page. And then we also have a Facebook and Instagram, which have a ton of really great resources in the link in the bios. So if you go to our Facebook page, which is Equipro Connect, um, we have some free anatomical graphics for um, horse professionals to use in their business. So we have all the muscles and all the bones. We have them labeled and we have them transparent background that they can use on their social medias. And again, those are free. And then we also have a really great free guide for professionals. And you can find that on the Facebook and Instagram page.
2: I'm excited to go take a peek at it. Listeners, I encourage you, especially if you're a service provider, to go and find out more about Equipro Connect. Marissa Schaefer, thank you so much for joining me this morning on Horses in the Morning. I appreciate it.
5: Yeah, thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. (laughs) You can enjoy your favorite equine videos all in one place with Ride TV, the ultimate equine streaming platform. The newly relaunched Ride TV has all the series you love, like mini horses and ridiculous ranches, plus top-tier training videos and event footage from Horse & Rider On Demand and BarrelRacing.com. Live the action, learn from the pros, love the stories. Subscribe to Ride TV today for only $19.99 to see where your ride takes you. Visit RideTVGo.tv to subscribe.
6: If you ain't met one by now, you're bound
4: to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading, well, it's a laissez-faire, let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if the talkin' talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine
0: art of persuading. What well, is time for really bad ads? That time of the week when listeners submit ads either from Craigslist or Facebook, we have a little bit of fun with them. I cannot believe, after 14 years, that this is the first time Helena is a really bad ads virgin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's your first time. There's a first for everything. Yeah, there is a first for everything. So uh, we, what happens is when you submit the ads, you get put on a list. And at the end of the month, uh, we give away prizes. I have not gotten the prizes from Horse Lovers. I should have those this week. Uh, so anybody that's submitted in the last couple of weeks is put in for the prizes for the next batch. We'll let you know when that happens. Uh, but thank you to Horselovers.com, the home to over 120,000 horse items for your horse, your barn, and for you. and. And you can find anything you need over at Horselovers with a dot com. And they've been providing our prizes for eight years every month here on Really Bad Ads. We don't get time to get to everybody uh, that submits ads. But uh, we Sarah, Christina, Allison, Sarah, Steph and Margaret all submitted ads. You are included in the drawings. We just will not have time to get all the ads today. And I apologize for that. But we get a lot of them. Mm. You're starting with Jolene today.
2: Yeah, I just want everybody to know that this is the toughest one because there's a picture of a very skinny I horse. I was like, all right,
0: I got to make this funny. Helena's sensibilities are going o- up. <laughs> we have a rule when you do really bad ads and you cannot have a conscience. You just have to. All right. to yeah. Just I'm going
2: gonna, I'm gonna to put it away.
0: Put it away. All right.
2: <laughs> Really bad ad. Do I, okay, and this J- is... Jamie
0: says no soul. No soul when you're doing really bad ads. I'll
2: go cold. I, I need to, <laughs> yeah. You need
0: to go all New England here. To show you <laughs> <I have> to <laughs>
2: to rebirth my icy heart. Okay, this is, this was submitted by Jolene. Uh, and it is a picture of a very skinny horse. With a big pile of hay. Very big pile of hay, yeah. He, yeah. he looks quite relaxed. Have a male horse for sale. I got told he was rideable. He very calm. He will come to you.
0: <laughs> That's it. We don't know what breed the male horse is. We don't know what age the male horse is. I guess it's a male. We can't tell from the picture.
2: Well, it says he.
0: Yeah, he was pretty sure it was a male horse. This is a very skinny. You're going to need to feed this horse for a little while. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good thing he will come to you. Yeah, exactly. you
0: will come to anybody with food, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Jenny sent the next one in. Now we have that one recorded. If you record your own ad, you get 2 entries for the prizes. If you record your own ad in a accent other than your own, you get 3 entries for the prizes. So let's see what Jenny did.
7: This is Jenny Brubaker in Indiana, and I found a horse on Project Horses in Indiana on Facebook. Nothing's capitalized and there are no periods, so I will do the best I can. Well, I really hate to do it, but I am going to have to find a home for my Mustang Gelding. I thought that he would help me with my anxiety, quind depression, but he's just no. he just needs someone that will care for him like I do right now. No. He's in the stall until he can get weight put on him. Other than that, he's a great horse, loves being groomed, loves the attention. He comes up to the gate, loves his grain. Loves his grazing time, leads loads, stands to be tied, stands to be saddled. He dose buck. He's only three years old, not broke. So what do you expect? He's very gentle, G-E-N-T-A-L, on ground. Just needs someone to finish him out and make him whatever they want. Sounds like a project. <laughs>
0: well read Jenny. If you're if you're wanting to dig yourself out of depression, maybe an unbroke Mustang is not the way to start. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> Maybe a nice, quiet quarter horse that's about 14 years old. Better yet, 21 years old quarter horse. That'll help you dig you out. That poor guy, he really Ooh. thought that was a solution, but apparently not. Oh, boy. Fay sent this one in. Does anybody have a good broken horse and saddle that they would be willing to? What is this with no punctuation today? All right, start over. Does anybody have a good broken horse and saddle that they would be willing to trade in exchange for all kinds of different feed bagged up? And ready, I've got access to all types and unlimited amounts of feed. Let me know if you have anything around Decatur or Molten areas and can deliver or trade. (sighs) What kind of feed? Is it horse feed? People oh, feed good. Broken feed?
2: horse and saddle that they would be willing to trade. So she's got the feed and she wants, to she trade wants the horse. Food for horses? <laughs> Usually it's the other way around. I'll give you, I'll give you the horse to feed my
0: Wow, that's uh that's a bad ad right there. Mm, that's <laughs> a you, bad Faye. one.
2: All right. Uh Olivia. All right, here we go. Olivia sent this one in. <laughs> drafty mare 1300 four-year-old 15 hh plus mostly halter broke would make an awesome recipient mare brood mare or riding horse when i first got her she nursed two foals took on an orphan does have damage to her right eye but seems to be able to see (laughs) mostly halter broke (laughs) I I had hopes for that one. She used punctuation. There was logic to it. It was seems to be. It's always at
0: the end. You get the real truth. You know, they're wonderful horses till that last sentence.
2: Yeah, what happened? Everything just went downhill there.
0: And can you? You should be able to easily tell whether your horse can see out of an eye or not.
2: Well, you know, she's mostly halter broke, so that (laughs) could present some problems. Get close enough to check. The binoculars. I got the binoculars out. I think she can see where she's going. It looks like she hasn't hit the wall lately.
0: (laughs) Julia sent the next one in. It's our trailer of the week. Oh, my God. This is the shortest gooseneck I have ever seen. You would be able to maybe, it's got one wheel, and you may be able to, it looks like a chariot trailer.
2: It does look like a chariot. It does, but it's a
0: gooseneck. Maybe it was
2: like a driving sulky or something that someone converted.
0: It's, it's, it looks like it's in great shape, actually, for, for compared to most trailers we get. Although it's still buried in weeds. Why they don't mow around the trailers before they take the picture, I don't know. It's a
2: gooseneck. It, it's, it it's is. It's a little bigger than the axle it sits on. It's that got feels- a
0: Hall of mini maybe. But it's a gooseneck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get this. It's very odd.
2: Maybe it was chopped in half.
0: Well, let's see what it says. A 1993 Trailer One Horse. And I'm telling you, you're not a horse. You're a Mini. <laughs> it's, they want $2,000 for this thing. Uh, one Horse Goosenecks fits little trucks like an S10. Yeah, because it weighs like 89 pounds. Uh, a Tanger Toyota, et cetera. Good tires, new treated floor, pulls good, OBO, or trade for single wheel flatbed uh, for an F250. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always want to trade the one that nobody can use for the one that everybody can use. That's uh, common <laughs> in those ads. But yeah, that is a very odd trailer. I've never seen anything like that before. Well, you could haul that without your, with your uh, Subaru, because it, it must weigh uh, You could haul that with your,
2: your Volkswagen Rabbit, <laughs> if they still make those.
0: All right, Rebecca sent the next one in. All right.
2: Hey, everyone. This is Bex from Colorado,
1: and I listened to Wednesday's uh, ordered a post show and then quickly ran to my computer to find an Australian ad so I can read it for Glenn in my best Australian accent. So this is from Cowhorse Working Performance Ads in Australia.
0: I said Australian accents for the sexiest. I'll be
1: completely honest with this. I brought him for work for a feedlot horse and he was perfect in the first week when I rode him, and now he's a completely different horse. He was very antsy, very on edge. He flinches when I move him. He wants to go, 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 and he's by himself, and then he's real spooky. He seems to be somewhat settled when he's with another horse or two, but by himself, he's not quiet. He's cowy and he likes to cut. I need a quiet horse, and he's not good for the work I'm doing. He's a sensitive stomach, and I've found his green grass and sent him off his rockers. <laughs> I've tried to get the green out of him, but it's just not working, and I need something quiet for work. With a consistent work, he should calm back down and be the beautiful-natured horse I fell in love with. However, I'm not in a position to ride him out and, and definitely not take his cheat and keep up his work and bring him back down to earth. When he's good, he'll go all day. He's good to shoe, catch, a bit of a pain to worm, but he can be a bit funny about getting on the float too. But again, with another horse, he's a good boy. He needs an experienced rider. Asking 4,000, located in Coindy, with a big yard you can ride him around in. i work a tight schedule though. All right, hope you love that. See ya. <laughs>
0: Bex, I gotta tell you, Bex, I, Australian accents are still the sexiest. They really are. I I am just an Australian accent person. But this poor guy, he just he, he said it so frustrated. He's like, I just can't do this horse anymore. Get him out of my house. <laughs> he also needs the twenty one year old quarter horse. That's the... All right, Janelle said this one in. If you're looking for a saddle faker than my ex boyfriend, <laughs> 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 I wasn't expecting that if you're looking for a saddle faker than my ex-boyfriend you've come to the right place 17.5 fully synthetic saddle comes with P. EI saddle cover, medium, narrow, medium, and medium wide gullets, and a brand new with tag sheepskin line girth. This saddle is for the high withered horses, not the flatter than the highway in the Midwest horse that I ride. That I ride. Stirrups and leathers are not included. Six hundred and fifty dollars. So if you need a WinTech, come here to get it. It's faker than her ex.
2: <laughs> What's a PEI saddle cover? I don't know. Uh, it's. I'm thinking. Fleece? P-E-I. i think that's a kind of fleece okay yeah like, i when i hear pei i think prince edward island
0: maybe that's what it is and like for, they have sheep there
2: yeah maybe. so
0: you know i don't know but, i don't know but you can get that for a mere 650 dollars shipped and right. uh, she'll probably ship you the X too if you want that <laughs>
2: <laughs> thanks
6: only if he comes with a girth <laughs>
0: <laughs> laurie sent the next one in
6: hi jamie and glenn it's laurie in michigan and i've got a really bad ad off of a dream horse This is for Lacey. She's 17 years old. She's a Tennessee walking horse, and it says her skills, disciplines, and attributes are trail riding, western, western pleasure, and western riding. Lacey is a 16-year-old gated mare. I recommend an intermediate-slash-experienced rider. She's good with other horses. She'll follow the horses on the trail. I hate to see her go, but I don't have the time she needs. She sat over winter and needs a little refresher, easily goes into a trot or canter smooth canter bitless that's all in caps she doesn't like bits she's easy on the reins mostly when she's in a good mood on um, so what happens when she's in a bad mood text or call if any more questions and that's it have a great day it's you know what I- i'm sentence. easy when i'm in a good mood yeah, too right. and i go bitless
0: <laughs> it's always the last sentence of these ads <laughs> they bring out the truth <laughs> that's funny You're up next with
2: Elliot. I'm up next. Okay, so Elliot submitted this one. This is this is (laughs) this is just rich. Okay, (laughs) eight-year-old mayor, M-A-Y-O-R, eight-year-old mayor. Eight-year-old man halter broke and very friendly to men and load pretty easy. She has been worked with her mother as pokey, pretty babe, papered mare. He's a quarter horse.
0: (laughs) I'm confused.
2: Let me do that one again. Uh, Eight-year-old man halter broke. So we have an
0: eight-year-old man who's halter broke.
2: Eight-year-old. Okay. If there were punctuation, it it would read like this. Okay. Eight-year-old man halter broke. (laughs) And very friendly to men and load pretty easy. She has been worked with her mother, is pokey, pretty babe, papered mayor. He's a quarter horse.
0: <laughs> is it a girl or a boy or just a gay guy? But, I'm, I'm confused. But the
2: best part is she must have put this into a, a, a program that, that sells products because it asks condition, good. Delivery available, check mark. Make manufacturer, quarter horse mare. (laughs) Size dimensions, 15 hands. So
0: we assume it is a mare and not a guy?
2: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Very friendly to men. But it's
0: an eight-year-old man, Halterbrook.
2: Her mother Mm. is pokey, pretty babe.
0: All right, we're not here to figure them out. No. No,
2: No. $2,000. $2,000, and you get yourself, that's good, that's new with tags.
0: (laughs) And now we always end every really bad ads with Lorene.
8: Hi, good morning. It's Lorene Barden. I'm going to read a really bad ad, and this ad is from Craigslist, and it's for a horse, Mustang. For seven hundred and fifty dollars, has been saddled twice. Stand still until asked to. Woke off, then bucks. Dot dot dot. Has had a lot of groundwork and is calm natured. Calm natured. They just said the horse bucks. <laughs> okay, more woe than go type of horse. Dot dot. Picks up his feet and load nicely. Dot dot. Good ground manners. Just have to sell unexpectedly. Okay, she's selling unexpectedly because she unexpectedly got fucked off. But <laughs> dot, dot. <laughs> he is a little taller than 14 hands call anytime. time. And that's it. There is a picture. But in the picture, all you see is like a little bit of the horse in the corner. You can't really see. Oh, and his head's chopped off. <laughs> Well, that's it. Who wants to see <laughs> that's that the end. Uh, have a great weekend. Bye. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Lorie. Who wants to see that part? Woo! Uh, had him saddle twice and uh, bucked me off. Well, no kidding. That's what mustangs do when you first put the saddle on.
2: <laughs> I wonder if like the dot dot is a a mustang version of the ellipsis. <laughs> <laughs> do
0: you think that sometimes people get these horses and they just think that they're magically going to be trained?
2: Yeah. Yeah, because that's right. It's got to be magic.
0: Yeah, it must be. Because if you're expected to put a saddle on a quarter horse or on a Mustang and it's the second time you saddled it, it's probably going to buck. But it's a lot of groundwork and the horse is just fine. It'll be good for you.
2: I, there's <laughs>
0: Not been good for me, but it'll be good, good for, for you. you. <laughs>
2: She should include her surgeon's number for free, no extra charge. Orthopedic consult.
0: So, Helena, we've been doing these ads every Friday for fourteen years, and they never end. <laughs> just keep, they just keep go, and it's it's the same. They're written a little differently, and some are the exceptions to the rules, but it's the same general trend. We're going to tell you how wonderful the horse is, if they they include punctuation and all of that. Or we're not going to tell you anything about the horse at all. It's just one sentence like the earlier one we had. And then halfway through the ad, we're going to start telling you what the problems are. And they always, in the end, outweigh the good points. (laughs) Just... It's just true. Uh, Every year, every single week for 14 years. Well, thank you, Helena, for allowing me to be in your studio. I'm the most comfortable chair I've ever recorded in, I might add. It's
2: not bad, right? I was
0: going to fall asleep here. Um, And uh, your absolutely beautiful farm here in Rhode Island.
2: Well, really, the pleasure is all mine. I couldn't be happier to share this with you guys. We've been here for a while and. It always makes it better when you've got somebody special to share it with. So we, we're very glad. Now, we got to get you both down to Who Too.
0: Yes. Jennifer's been there, and yep. apparently you've already hookups, so we can just bring the trailer up.
2: I know. That was the surprise of the weekend. So yeah. that's an open invitation to all our favorite people, all our favorite listeners. Well, it's been a joy. Well, thank, thank you. you.
0: And what's, uh,
2: what's your show again? Stall and stable, and you can find out more at stallandstable.com.
0: And you can, con- there's a contact form right on there if you need to contact Alina. You can do that there. Auditors, you know where to find her. She hangs out in the auditor room too. So uh, she'll be there as well. We're going to just hang around for a couple minutes. We, we had a lot of tech problems this morning, so it went long. Uh, but we'll hang around for a couple minutes for the auditors in the post show. And uh, thank you also to Buck for cooking a wonderful dinner last night. It was absolutely terrific. We are going to be doing some. Better. Test ups for you next week on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, Tuesday and Thursday. We have some new shows for you, Uh, but uh, we're going to be traveling and uh, I needed a week to get ready for Radiothon. So that's what will be happening next week as well. Jamie's in her second week of uh, doing her clinic there in Oklahoma. And then we'll both be back with you the following week. So thank you. Enjoy your week.